Welcome to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacy. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom, and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers, and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go! Talking all things embodiment in your branding. And I haven't even discussed this with Em because I just wanted this to be, again, really conversational between the two of us. And Em's probably thinking, what the devil does that even really mean? Like, where is she going with this? I think it's one of the things that my clients probably struggle with the most when I'm going through my branding process and I'm asking them what thing they want to embody to really express and show their audience. This is probably the hardest thing. And so let's talk about it. Let's talk about us individually, personally, how we are an embodiment of what we do and also how we can help our clients with that and how you can start implementing these strategies into your personal branding as well to make such a big, big difference. And the reason why I think this is one of the most important parts of personal branding is because it actually does influence your audience and inspire them to take action and not enough people talk about this when it comes to personal branding, right? And so I'm going to go through this. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's funny that you brought this up because it was only yesterday and the day before that I've been doing some journaling around this, about what a brand actually is. And a brand being a living active, fiery experience versus something that is looks good on paper or a specifically curated paragraph of who we help. I know you love help statements and what we do. I want to see women alive in that branding. I want to see them in embodiment of that core truth that they're wanting to get out into the world. I really see and feel and know this is the fuel for the impact, not having everything constructed in a perfect way. And I know you feel like this is true as well, because when you do branding for someone, you're really tapping into their potentials and their soul's expression. And what you bring through is just magical beyond what people like me can even imagine as possible. Yeah. And I think as an overall encompassing thing, embodiment in your personal brand is really, really important. But today specifically, I really wanted to talk about the transformation. 
and you know we'll walk through a few different examples of what this looks like and how this all comes together but I think um, I did like a reel on this a little while ago where I talked about the best way to inspire your audience to actually buy from you is to be in full embodiment of the transformation that you are offering your audience and not enough of us understand what that means or implement that as part of our strategy. And so let's have a bit of fun with this today. We'll talk about ours, uh, our personal ones in a minute, okay. but I just want to you know, bring your awareness to how some people are bringing this into fruition and bringing it into the alignment with their strategy when they're talking about what they do online, in social media, how they help their clients, all of that sort of stuff. So when I'm doing the personal branding process, now there's an Alchemy Amplified process that I take my clients through. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of like basic stuff that we go through in that, but there's a lot, as Em said, a lot of deeper tissue processes, a lot of like the connective tissue process that I go through that a lot of branding strategists don't go through. And the one thing that I really wanted to bring up today and make you focus on and help you work through is the embodiment of your transformation. Now, when you look at Instagram, it is so clear. It's like, you know, it's the woo girl platform as we've spoken about before and how every platform has their own personalities yep. and Instagram's like the woo girl, the party girl. It's all yep. up in your face and fun. It is. It's, it's a really the, the good popular place kids to go. at school when you look at. What was that? Mm -hmm. Yes, they've got this glamour, the popular kids, the in crowd where you're like, all right, how do I edge myself in there and the uncool kids like yeah we just we, we don't do well on on Instagram like others mm. I was definitely never a cool kid but I was always an individual who couldn't oh, give yeah. any less of a shit what anyone thought about me and it's still true to this day um so Instagram like I mean, we've talked about it before it's not my favorite platform I'm sorry but it's not um, we may go back there because it used to be my favorite platform where I would spend hours on there every day. But that platform is a really, that. really easy way to see the embodiment of people's transformations. And I like I follow a lot of amazing inspirational coaches, life coaches, healers. And because that platform is a little bit more surface level than some of the other platforms, um, which again, there is like the deep aspects of it, but as a whole, like you know, as a broader kind of percentage, it's a little bit more surface level. Um, I, I can clearly see the embodiment of the transformational process that people show in their branding strategy. And one of the first ones that come to mind, always come to mind when I talk about this and I share this as an example with my clients, and I love, love, love her to pieces, um, is Erin May Henry, the chillpreneur. You know her, Em, don't you? I knew you were going to say her. I knew it. I knew you were going to, um, I was waiting for the Erin, Erin. Like, yeah. Whoa. She <laughs> I got it right. So yeah. Cause you talk about her often and yeah. mention things she's doing and things she's nailing. And how yeah. inspired you are. I mean, there's mm. a lot of things like, you know, if, if, if she would ever listen to this, I would be very honored to, you know, look at some of the systems and structures she has in place. <laughs> um, but I think that definitely as a whole, from a branding perspective, and of course she, teaches personal branding. So for her to use her as an example is perfect because she is in full embodiment of her transformation. So 
she knows her audience. They're very, very uh, niche specific, as a lot of coaches are with the transformations that they offer, which is great because it's what we kind of want. We don't want you to niche yourself, but the actual transformation is. So she quite clearly is with her branding of the Chillpreneur, of course. She is um, working with an audience who want to work less, who don't mind hard work, but they don't want to do full-time hours in the full hustle mode, but they do want to hustle in a way, but in a, you know, a chill way. <laughs> um, and they want luxury things. They want to travel and they want to be able to express their inner cool chick. It is so freaking obvious that that is part of her whole branding strategy. So she's a really good one to go and check out. So go off, go, go into Instagram and YouTube and check her out. Um, and that's like the, you know, I'm, she loves the same design and brand that I do. Like, and as wanky as that sounds, I love Prada because it's like one of the most understated of the luxury brands. I don't know. It's a little bit more down to earth, a little bit punkier, a little bit edgier, a bit cooler. So I love Prada, but so does she. Um, so she's not scared to like show off the thousands and thousands that she spends on her Prada, you know, outfits and hats and bags and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. She travels constantly and shares that with her audience. So she is in full embodiment of the transformation she offers, right? So she is selling the lifestyle, the luxury, and that's what she's picked as her niche for transformation. So she's a really good one. There's a couple others that come to mind that honestly just share a lot of wank about income. <laughs> and, but that is their embodiment of their transformation. They are selling a seven-figure business model. And so therefore, on their personal branding strategy, it's all about what a lifestyle looks like for a seven-figure earning person. It's all about the luxury, the travel, the bags, the shoes, the glitz, the glam, the studios, the makeup, people coming in to do your hair and makeup every day. And like that attracts and inspires their audience so much to buy from them. So that's why they share that insight. I'm wondering, Em, if you can think of anyone in your audience so that I'm just not talking and sharing all of mine. Well, to our beautiful audience out here, you can probably imagine that my tastes are very different to Stace's tastes. And as you were talking, I was thinking of who could I share? To be honest, there isn't there isn't many people out there who really inspire me. I'm incredibly picky. I have a very very defined definite um, style, and it's, I'm hard to please. I'm so hard to please. I, I warn people about that all the time. But the one woman who is fucking amazing, who people just gravitate towards, who want to go to the depths of themselves is supported by the voice of the sacred on Instagram. She is absolutely nailing it. She embodies her spirituality, her exploration of the shadow of the transformational process. She has up to four, 5,000 likes on posts that she does and I really, really resonate with her wisdom, her knowledge, her connection to astrology and the zodiac and the movements of the stars. There's something about her work that really 
oh, I'm finding it hard to find the words today that, that activates me. Like I want to know more. I want to know more about what she says about the topic. I want to know her perceptions around the North Node and South Node shift. I, I just go and drink in every word she says because I want to know what she knows. I want to feel it in the way that she feels it. I want that depth of understanding in the way that she does. And I feel like that is what a good brand is. So it, it pulls yeah. you in. It magnetizes you. Mm. So how does she show you that she's a living embodiment of that process? Because she is living astrology and she's constantly evolving her knowledge and experience. She shares how she really sees the archetypes and the planets. She brings a, a new energy to a very, very ancient topic, but also has that ancient connection. As I said, the, the seven figures, the Prada, doesn't inspire me personally, but someone who is embodying that ancient knowledge and is bringing that through to evolve the collective, that is what really inspires me. Yeah, and that's exactly why it's so important for us to acknowledge that we need to be a representation of that for our audience as well. Now, the, the seven figures and all of that sort of stuff, Mainly they're in my feed just for you know, curiosity purposes. I research a lot. So I, I follow a lot of people who do not inspire me in any way, shape or form. And I really enjoy when I, you know, start a new account like on Instagram or even with threads now, cause I'm like, I get to pick and choose again, like who I'm seeing and um, having a bit of fun with that. But again, it's like, well, what actually inspires me to, to take action? Um, and this is where we've talked about before with my struggles with finding someone. It's because I'm not finding anyone who's really inspiring that core, that thing that I desire out of business. I'm not really finding a lot of people who are a living embodiment of the conscious marketing that I truly desire to share with my audience. And so I want to work with someone who is a reflection of that value as well. Fun and diddly squat. Like it sucks <laughs> that I can't find anyone who's I'm the same good with this. So it's it's hard. Yeah. But also, like, yes, I do love the Prada and stuff. But does that inspire me to buy programs and things? Like, not not me personally, but I love that. Like, I, I just feel like there's that connection of like I just want to follow her because she's really cool and she buys all the stuff that I am interested in. Like, it's just yeah, that that whole process. So acknowledging that yes we're all so very different and at the core of our message it needs to be that we are that living embodiment of that and we've spoken about a particular um you know seven figure coach who you know last year said they made like 12 million dollars and what have you and we've in personal conversations dissected this part of her branding and we, you know, we're not stupid people. We love investigating and researching. And, like, she was buying, like, $50 pairs of shoes and $20 dresses and, like, 
not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but, you know, like we, we as, you know, people looking to be inspired, we're looking at that going, that's like for us, it's, it's not a mismatch really connecting the dots. Yeah, there's a mismatch there because you might not value expensive things, but you fill some area of your life with the things that inspire you and delight you and fulfill you. Stacey buys Prada shoes and I buy thousands of dollars of crystals and I am not afraid to show that. Like I went to a crystal market on the weekend and like this is this is what I buy. But for this person, there's a mismatch because we can see no area of her life that is actually exuding that wealth and that mm. opulence yeah. and that fulfillment. She yeah. takes photos from her bathroom on the toilet and one corner of her office and something the toilet. Yes, we're seeing quite I mean, a few photos. Like also, also like toilet. Yeah, oh, it's weird. It it's is. weird. Like, um, again, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a complete bitch here, and I apologize to my audience if I upset anyone with what I'm about to say. But I'm just going to be completely transparent and honest because. Um, I've struggled with teeth grinding and I'm having some issues with my teeth and now having to go through this process of fixing them and everyone's like, oh, but your teeth are perfect. And I'm like, they're not. I'm like in this process of fixing them. So teeth to me are like really important. And as a dancer and a performer, I always valued my smile and my teeth and I brushed them religiously as a kid. I was never the kid that didn't brush their teeth twice a day because I loved having a nice smile. Um, and so teeth for me are a clear indicator of someone's financial independence and wealth because anyone who has money and I just had a friend who went to Thailand to get their teeth done and you know I've talked to my husband so many times about going to Thailand or Turkey to get my teeth done as well um and I think I've said to you and I can't wait to get my fangs done and getting my fangs extended because like you know vampire dreams uh not like fully like vampire (laughs) fangs they're just like little caps on my my vampire teeth anyway um and so like she's original she's one of a kind isn't she (laughs) But I'm so judgy. When I see someone saying, that sounds so bad, but I don't care because, you know, it's me and I'm honest. But if I see someone sprouting on about them making millions and millions of dollars and they've honestly got the world's worst teeth, it's probably not a value of theirs. Like they're probably making that money. But automatically I go like, uh, like you look at anyone who gets, you know, to a certain point of, of wealth and they always fix their teeth, right? Like it's just a thing, isn't it? Like, or is it just me? Because I'm so teeth obsessed. Oh, for sure. And even if you don't, <laughs> but even if you don't value a perfect looking teeth, you wouldn't have holes in your mouth that you can see when you open your mouth to actually teach. And so I know I'm, I'm with you there. I'm absolutely with you. And it's anyone who really thrives in their business, wants to thrive in their business, doesn't have $10 furniture in their office. Like we spend most of our day in our office, creating and connecting. And I want that fucking comfortable. So when someone's sitting on a little wooden stool in their office, when they're earning $12 million, I'm just like, mm, something, something's mismatched. I'm not judging what, but something's not expressing here. And I'm yeah. curious as to know why. It's, yeah, we, it's and we need to like weird, definitely mismatch. We need to preface that and say we're not judging people who have IKEA furniture in their office or anything like that. Like, I could not find a desk that brought me joy and I looked and I looked and I looked and honestly, I bought an Officeworks desk for $68 because it absolutely has everything that I want in look, style, height, 
like everything. And I looked everywhere and I had to buy a $68 desk, but it's fucking amazing. And I am going to be putting a spirit board vinyl over the top so that while I'm using my mouse and stuff, I'm summoning demons and all of that stuff. So I'm going to make it even look more like me. But, you know, it's not always just about the money that you're spending, but being in full embodiment of that. And, of course, that's been something we've talked about before. I was uncomfortable sharing that I bought my new car and, like, buying new, like, shoes and handbags and that sort of stuff. You know, the little things that bring me joy, I'm like, I I don't share that. And Em, you were, like, so adamant with me ages ago. He's just like, you need to be sharing this. You need to because it actually does inspire your audience to it's not that they might want a luxury car or you know those sorts of things and you do it in a way that is completely personal and you it's not just oh look at me look at me um but it inspires them to go after the things they want and they desire and that's the whole part of it that I was really repelling and now with this you know whole energetic reset that we've been going through uh, this episode will be out after we've launched, um, you know, as part of this energetic reset. That is something that I've had to acknowledge that I have just been shit at really sharing the wins and celebrating those things and being in full embodiment of like the physical nature of what my business gives me. And so, you know, it's a really good and time we're afraid of that to talk about it. Yeah, we become afraid of that. So I was at uh, my son's soccer match the other day and chatting about housing prices in the area that we're in. And I just shared something casually like my house, we bought for 1.1 million. It's probably about worth about two now. And someone standing next to me who I wasn't really talking to, but she's 1.1 million. And like that, that thing happened in my chest and stomach again. It's like, oh, I shouldn't mention this because I, I might offend someone. But I didn't make a big deal. I was just like, oh, yeah, well, it's relative income. It's it's just a reflection of what's happening in the area at the moment. It's trying to move it on. But it's remembering that you don't have to impress anyone with your brand except those who you are moving forward to support. And it's not about impressing. It's about what we are expressing and impressing onto others. These people who are going to judge you aren't your perfect clients. They're not energetically matched to where you are taking them and where you want to take people. We don't have to withhold all of this icky energy because we have these experiences in our lives with people who aren't in sync with us and don't need our support. We want to, let's say, just show off. We want to show who we are and what we've earned and what we've created. And that is really what I mean by a living expression of your brand. Because even where you are emotionally, circumstantially, that's something that others desire to have. If you think about some of your greatest challenges in your life, others might be standing back in that past, feeling envious over your journey. It's not just about the stuff. It's not just about what you have you have come far just through your personal experiences. You've left things behind and others might judge you for that because that's reflecting back to them where they haven't made the same decisions and they haven't created the same life. But there is no part of our life that we should be withholding because we're worried about offending or upsetting others or others misunderstanding us or getting the wrong idea about us. We need to stop trying to control 
how people see us and just be true to who we are. This is the power in a living brand. This is a power of a transformational experience. This is why some brands don't impact you because they're trying to package up something they haven't lived in and aren't expressing in themselves. Yeah, this is an experience that it activates in you and activates others. Mm. And that brings me to absolutely the next point of the non-physical. Like, the, you know, it's easy in business coaching and stuff to, like, talk about the money and the freedom and the holidays and all of that stuff. Like, that's nice and easy. But when it comes to the amazing spiritual transformations that a lot of our clients are selling, and they are legitimately, like, it's not a dirty word to say that. I've had someone recently go, oh, can't you think of a better word than, like, I'm selling something? I'm like pardon (laughs) people are paying you for it right like you're selling it it's there's nothing dirty about that word anyway it's a whole other conversation right there um and I think that we also need to understand that we need to be a living embodiment of the spiritual transformations that we're offering as well and there is a few other creators that I think of um you know in more of that physical sense but in a different aspect of that as well of like these incredibly um inspiring like I would love to bring more of the magic and rituals into my daily life and so I'm totally enamored and inspired by these witchy you know the witch talk hashtag witch talk creators and stuff who do their little daily rituals and their spells and the first of the month and the moons and all of that sort of stuff and they're living full embodiment of the witchcraft that they bring into their life they're not just showing up every new moon and full moon to talk about the moon phases and blah 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 like they're actually like you can tell like this is their full life. This is what they live and breathe. And it's the same with life coaching, spiritual coaching, trauma coaching, shadow work, whatever that is. You need to be a living expression of what it's like to live the transformational process. So we've had a client recently who, um, you know, has really struggled with identifying how they're helping people and And we've been looking at this person going, you're not ready to help anyone just yet because you're not on the other side of it. You're still really struggling with your Mm -hmm. own transformational process. Um, And you can't inspire people unless you take, and and she was aiming like way, way beyond where she was right now. So we've like encouraged her to take a few steps backwards and work with people that are at a different part of Mm -hmm. the journey. And everything has just clicked into place. It's like this massive puzzle just came together and all the pieces were found. Um, And I think that that's one thing we really forget as well, that we need to be influential. And as yucky as that word is, we do need to be influencers. No, I love that word. I, I love that word influencer, but I don't just think of it in terms of social media. Like we can influence energy. We can influence transformation. That spans across many more layers than what people automatically apply in their mind. That's why I'm getting back to the use of some of these words that have taken on an energy out there. I'm like claiming my power back over these words and I'm just using them now because I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you think empowerment means or influence means. Like we've got to really take ownership of what we mean. That's all that matters. But uh, I... I'm very frustrated about the coaching industry because there are a lot of people out there selling transformations they haven't actually been through themselves. They're nice concepts. They're great ideas. They're nice teachings that others have given to us through doing their certifications. But there's so much struggle in the coaching industry right now because there are people coming out of trainings, 
and being validated in their desire to make big incomes when they haven't mastered the transformation themselves. And this drives me wild. People are charging thousands of dollars for things that they actually can't help others with because they haven't done it themselves. And if you're struggling to really embody your brand and get your message out there, this could be one of the obstructions. Either you haven't gone through this process or you're not owning your value to be able to share that to the world. And this is a part of a brand that very few actually talk about. They're more interested in the fonts and things. But when we're talking about conscious business, conscious marketing, we've got to go right back into ourselves and really own the transformation, not what we want to be delivering in five years once we've gone through this amazing process and help the people we know that are meant for us as part of our future destiny, but who we're trying to help now, this is a brand. It's not about the colors. I think the the brands that you do, Stace, they're a catalyst. They bring out those energies in others. They're they're medicine. Your brand that you do are medicine, but we've got to have that ownership of that part of us. Yeah, and even like the brand strategists that don't talk about the, the visual communication tools of branding, they're still missing this point that you need to be able to embody this process and show your audience for them to even be interested in what you're selling and to be able to join your programs, to join your challenges, to sign up for anything. They need to have full, and it's the old school, no like trust. You know, the trust component comes from being that embodiment of the transformation you're offering your audience. And, you know, it's it's totally okay to be sitting here right now going, I have a hair stuck to my lip gloss. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I had to get it because it was irritating me. It's okay to be sitting here right now going, but how the hell do I show that I've done the shadow work? Like, how do I show that I am, you know, using all these tools like to make my life better? It, it doesn't have to be complicated. Use storytelling techniques to talk your audience through the process of where you were, what you achieved how you overcame things and where you are now. It doesn't have to be that you're a seven-figure earner and you're doing all this amazing stuff with your business because if your audience are here for shadow work and trauma and healing and all of that sort of stuff, they don't give a shit about the money. That's not what you're there for in most cases. But you have achieved a better life and now you're totally inspired and lit up to share this because you've been through this process. So storytelling is an amazing way to show full embodiment of it. Then your lifestyle. If you are talking, and we've got another client who's fantastic at sharing how embody, how she does embody her rituals and her spell work. And I, you know, she's been a guest on our podcast as well previously. Um, and, you know, I, I just love that she shares how she's using her oils, how she's using smoke rituals and like going out into the bush just to ground herself and all of that stuff. Like that's freaking inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's showing her audience she is in full embodiment and expression of the transformations that she's offering. So it doesn't always have to be the glitz and the glam. Your audience could literally just want to touch their feet to the earth, to find time every week to ground themselves, to get more confidence. And by you sharing your journey and where you are now, just by showing up on live video and talking with confidence is enough to inspire someone who isn't confident to look at you and go, well, 
she used to not be able to do this and now look at her like that's inspiring and that's really what inspires action from the audience yeah and i think that with the transformational process and being in ownership of that you've got to share that but you've also got to know what it is so we find a lot of clients come to us with this idea and this calling and they may have been through the transformation but typically when we're going through the hard stuff we're not as present with it as we need to be to be able to define it when you're in the thick of that that obstruction and the I don't like this word but the trauma and like we're not thinking about okay so this is how I shifted this emotion today but this is where we've got to go back and actually lay out our own transformation and not be able to detail every single second of it I think this is where a lot of influencers get themselves a bit confused is that we think that going out there and unveiling every single element of our trauma and everything that's happened to us and all the the icky stuff is actually what's going to build trust but it's not you've got to know the transformational process inside out this is what I thought this is what changed this is where I was this is how I shifted it you've got to be able to recognize that this is where I come in and the astrology work and the offer alchemy stuff comes in is because we need to be able to define the points of transformation to be able to create our own structure, to be able to get it out there, to be able to embodiment, body it. It's not just about getting out there and crying on camera and saying what a hard life you had. It's about coming out after the end of it and saying, this is what I went through, but this is how I shifted it. And this is what I embody now from doing this work. And it's a different thing is living the practices that got you through it versus dumping your, your emotional shit onto Instagram and Facebook, hoping that someone gets inspired by you being in pain. Again, there's mismatches everywhere out there. It's that vulnerability vultures. I don't like it. It's not not a nice thing. to. I don't like it either. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of seeing all of those story posts based on trauma. That's just me, I'm, but I think the world is ready for more inspiration. I'm ready for yeah. it when it's there's a story that has a conclusion of how, if I'm going through it, how I then use their tools or what it, they've learned along mm-hmm. the path to then correct what's going on in my life. But if you're sitting there filming yourself crying um, and being vulnerable with your audience to get engagement, I'm not a big fan. I I just... Um, but anyway, we, we could talk about that. Um, but I really just want to know, obviously with this energetic reset, we're coming through this new moon with a whole, um, yeah, a different vibe, both of us, we've aligned this beautifully and we talked about it on a previous episode. Um, how, how do you think you're an embodiment of your brand and your transformation. Me, to be honest, I found this really, really, really hard, this evolution. I mean, everything about my first evolution of business, I absolutely rocked it. I radiated it. I lived it. I breathed it. it that was an effortless part of my life. 
And I was only journaling about this yesterday, actually, because like, I've, I've thought to myself so many times, why was it so easy? Why was it so easy? And uh, I realized yesterday is because it was simple. I was passionate about this one thing and that's all there was and it's all I had to think about, whereas becoming multidimensional or embracing more of my multidimensional self, it's become more confusing. So I've really had to be unpacking this. Oh yeah, fragmented. I'm like, there's more to know. There's more layers to explore. There's more of me to express. And this is the thing about spiritual entrepreneurs. It's like, we're not just passionate about health or uh, life coaching. There's so many more layers to it. And I've had to spend a good couple of years really unveiling each layer one at a time, one at a time. And I was trying to force it. I think that is the poison to having a strong brand is trying to force it and trying to figure it out. Whereas now I have just accepted and really embraced that if I want to really share at the depth and the level I want to be sharing at, I've got to be in presence with that myself. I've got to stop calculating everything I do on social media. I've got to stop second guessing. I've got to find a way to do this from a place of authenticity. I'm not going to sit down and get a natal chart out to pose and go, look what I do. I'm actually living it every day and I'm sharing that as I go. And I think that's the most important thing is quitting on the trying to pose and trying to construct things. Just be in rhythm with it every single day. Like if you don't meditate every day, then don't get on and share that you are doing it and tell other people that they should be doing it. You don't need to go and pretend you do yoga to try and appeal to a certain network of people. It's about living, breathing, teaching, transmitting what you are living every single day. And if there is a void in your life and business there, then that's what you need to work on first. Like if you're having to get up and think, well, what should I share on my stories today? You need to go and find that from within yourself, not get all up in the mind about it. Now, that's not to say we can't have days off. I absolutely do. I I let it go for some days. I'm, I'm not sharing everything I do. But if we're having to search for things to share, then something is misaligned and we've really got to figure that out. So yeah, it's like, how do you live your sacred work and let it move out of you from there? It's not getting all up and trying to calculate it and pose and yeah. yeah. But it's also just move through you naturally. It is somewhat of, for some people it's natural and you can tell those people who haven't had to give it a second guess. They does a live, breathe, inspire, like they can get on their stories and do all the shit and you just think, eh, they're so good at this. But there are those of us that struggle with this and we need to implement a strategic approach to it so that it becomes natural so that we realize that, okay, it feels awkward in the beginning, but the reason why I'm doing this is with full intention of that magic. And so it comes natural and it's that muscle memory thing of like, oh, I get to do this every day. People are actually interested in this. I am influencing my audience. I'm inspiring them. Like we need to know what our audience gets from working with us and working with our transformational process. You need to be able to list five things at least that your offer, your programs really do give your audience at the end of working with you. And those things are what you need to strategically. And as 
horrible as that probably sounds to you, Emmy, you're like, yeah, strategy. <laughs> um, but you need to be able to No, I'm all over strategy. There's no movement without it. Implement those <laughs> end results into your content to inspire your audience to work with you, to get that shit done. And so it does become so natural and it feels great when you're in that flow. But if you are one of those people that are sitting there going, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be an influence. I, I don't know. Like you just create the list of the things that people get from working with you. Clarity, confidence, they get health, weight loss. Like it could be anything for me. It's like business and freedom and all of that stuff. You need to be able to list those things and be able to embody those. It's clear, simple, easy branding strategy and not enough people are doing it. So that's why they feel like they're not influencing or inspiring their audiences because you're not, because you're boring the shit out of everyone. You're holding yourself back from sharing the things that you probably do really want to share because you're overanalyzing and overthinking things. Um, And so make it simple. And that blocks our ability to understand the meaning of it. Um, sorry, Stacey, you're lagging on me again, so I don't know where, if you stopped um, talking. But uh, it just occurred to me, something I really felt come through strongly then is that we need to be intimately connected to and embodying the meaning of the things that we're doing and we're sharing. So, for example, if you meditate every day, it's like you've got to be connected to the meaning. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for your audience? Like I get up and I look at, astrology of the day every single day but just me going well I looked at the astrology this morning haha isn't that amazing I'm so amazing look I live this it's like oh I found mercury moved into Virgo today and this is what it's going to mean or the moon is connected is in a trine with the sun today and this is what this going to mean like I'm not just saying hey I do this I'm applying meaning to it I'm calling people in through the meaning that I give it, showing them how they can have more meaning in their life, showing them how they can evolve their perceptions and move into deeper connection with themselves and with life. It is all about meaning. The reason we cry in movies is because they've spent that movie building up all this meaning about caring for this person. Like it's, it's not a shift that happens overnight, but Really, like I'm just thinking, I'm just talking about this as I'm thinking of it. We are meaning makers. That is at the core of what we do in our branding is we've got to acknowledge and own the meaning in it for us. And we've also got to transmit and teach people about the meaning that it has in their lives. This is what inspires people, the meaning we put into things. This is why I just meditating every day because someone told you it feels dead there's no life in it when you're like oh when I meditate I'm connected to myself in this way energy moves through the meaning so have a think about this as you go to share things on social media what does it mean for you what does it mean for others I think this is intimately connected to the results because if we're just putting things in our programs just because we want to add value there's it's it's dead energy. Whereas if you're bringing things into the work that you do and it has meaning for you and them and their lives, then you're unstoppable goddesses. You are going to elevate yourself above the crowd without having to try. Mm. But I also, on the other aspect of that, I, in some ways, like I fully agree that there needs to be meaning, but I also think we need to sometimes 
give like there is a meaning behind what I'm about to say but like just not overthink it like this morning you and I sleeping in this morning because we fucking can that to someone who has to get up and hustle and leave you know because it takes them 60 minutes to commute to work every day and they're in the you know the matrix and they're struggling like if you shared that you were you know in bed watching Dr. Phil this morning um that is enough to inspire someone to be like, oh, she's living the life. I would love to do that. Um, and for me, like I had, I just, I've had a big couple of days. We've had a lot of travel and lots of shit going on. Like it's been great to then this morning go, I'm, I'm in full work mode, but I'm not going to get up until I want to. And so not overanalyzing and not overthinking, sometimes just sharing those small things can be so inspiring to our audience as well. And I know that, um, you know, someone had commented. Yeah. That and that- I, you know, I get to pick my kids up from school every day. And someone commented and said, like, that's a huge chunk of their soul that cries because they can't do that because they have to work. And they don't get to see their kids when, until they pick them up from after school care at six o'clock every night. And so that to me is like acknowledgement of if I share that more, that drives that message of freedom in this lifestyle when you're able to do the things that I do and and be able to have a business that I can create structure for you with, that you can have that as well. And so sometimes we just need to not overthink it as far as like how it relates to our business as such, but give meaning to the things that our business gives. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Meaning and the magic in the mundane. This is our responsibility to really find that. And and that's what I mean, like laying in bed going, oh, I looked at the astrology today. It's like you can look at it as I get to lay in bed. I never thought of it that way, but that's another thing that I can embody. Don't, don't forget, you don't need to speak all this. It transmits out of you as energy. Hmm. And when you know it has meaning, it touches people in a different way. This isn't just about, well, I'm sharing this because it means this. It's that living expression that Stace and I have been talking about. It becomes effortless through understanding the connections to what we do and share with, with what we're trying to say. And, yes, I was in bed watching Dr. Phil this morning. I can't believe you dogged me in. But, um, yes, you too, no Dr. Phil. That is me. <laughs> I totally. Oh no! I, I, yeah, that's the Scorpio in me. I yeah, I totally binged the whole. I think it's four episodes of and just like that season two, yesterday. Um, whilst we were on a road. Trip. I did that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that yesterday. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the next one now. Oh, um, I can't believe Aiden and Carrie uh, get back together. Yeah, this is. I'm so excited. Do they? I haven't seen that bit. Oh, it's been on the previews. I'm like, has that been on already? Oh, okay. I didn't watch the previews. Mm. They belong together, really. Was that right? That division between Big and, and Aiden, it's like, well, you would have celebrated whoever she picked, but like she had to pick. That was the devastating part about it. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Anyway, Sex and City. Mm. Enough of that. But um, this is where we get to have fun. And this is why I, I'm someone who has a tendency to take things too seriously. And well, I've got all that Scorpio, I've got a Scorpio stellium and my south node's there. Like I am so naturally designed to be serious all the time. And this one thing Stacey's been determined to do is elevate me out of the deep, dark depths of that um, heaviness around living life. And that is a natural Scorpio tendency. But we have to remember for all of you Scorpio goddesses out there that the whole purpose of being in that is to get to the light. 
And this is the same with your brand as well, with the trauma and all of that stuff that we're told to focus on all of the, the heaviness. People don't want to be there, which is why they're not going to respond to that. Like we're not going to be able to get our message out there if when the heaviness of what we can't do, what we're not doing, what's not coming through. It's about finding that meaning and bringing the joy to it and allowing yourself to rise up and share the good things you feel and the good things that are happening. We're shamed because it's like, well, you shouldn't put that in front of others. You might offend them. Fuck that. You go and put out there that you've had a powerful transformation, that you've come to this place in life, that you've created the thing that you've always wanted to have. Your audience are going to be inspired by that. You don't need to trivialize it. You don't need to say, well, I made seven figures. If your audience is going to go, you live at the top of a mountain with this beautiful outlook, I've always wanted to do that, show me how, then that's the sort of thing that inspires me. I wanted to live in the bush. I got that. I'm not afraid to share. I've got a million dollar, well, probably now $2 million home. I work fucking hard for that. And I know so many others want that too. So when we hide out the good parts of ourselves and our brand away, we're obscuring what's possible and the gift that we have to give to the world. Absolutely. I think it's um, a good point to leave it here today. Um, but I really, really would love if you're listening or you're watching to create that list for yourself, for those things that people get after they've worked with you, create that list for yourself and start just making a couple of like dot point lists and like maybe how you can start showing up as those transformations, how you can share those in your stories, in your content, in your storytelling, in your videos, like how can you start really implementing an embodiment strategy of your transformations? I'd love to see it. As always, you can join our community group where we have these open, beautiful conversations where Em and I are there to give advice, to give feedback, to support, to nurture. We love our community and we welcome you in to join us as well. And we will see you on the next episode.